0: Everyone, Welcome back to my channel. So happy to have you here with me today to discuss another case. And if you are new, then welcome. So the case that I'm going to be covering today, just a warning, is very upsetting. It's also developing, so I am only going to be able to talk about what we know so far. The investigation is active and ongoing, and things should be picking up quickly here. Hopefully today when I'm recording, it is December 11th, and I believe this is scheduled to go up on the 19th. Obviously, things could happen between now and then. If you didn't know, my company produces four shows every week, so we record quite a bit in advance for all shows to make sure we have adequate time for our editors to get them, you know, out to you guys. And obviously, that makes it a little more difficult to cover ongoing cases like this. And I'm just not sure what will come out in the next week. This case has been changing by the day, and it's very complicated. Today, we're going to be discussing what we know so far about the murder of Shanquella. Robinson, which occurred on October 29th this year, 2022. And you guys have requested this one like crazy. I wanted to wait until there was enough information to kind of get an idea of what happened here. Although there's still so much we don't know. And for a while there, there were, you know, quite a bit of rumors going around. This case has gotten a decent amount of attention on social media. And obviously that's a great thing, but it does come with misinformation spreading pretty quickly. Like I said, this case is very fresh and it's very upsetting. And... It will definitely make you think twice about the people in your own life and who you call friends. But like many cases involving a woman of color or really any person of color, at first, Shane Quella's story was largely ignored by mainstream media. So social media and citizen journalism has played a huge role in bringing attention to her murder and are largely responsible for getting the authorities to take a deeper look into what really happened to her. Without all of the support online and people demanding answers and justice, this case would probably still be very underreported and those who are responsible for her murder may have slipped through the cracks, especially if the recent video footage hadn't come out, which really changed everything in this case. So before we get into the case today, I just wanted to remind you guys that between now and the end of the year, I am matching all donations made towards National Center for Missing and Exploited Children from you guys and I just wanted to say thank you. We've gotten a ton of donations that have come in in the past two weeks or so since I announced this and I'm just so, so grateful. Our goal is to hit over 100,000 by the end of the year or at least make it to 100,000 and I know that we're gonna do it. And you know, guys, it's the season of giving. If you would like to give back and support an amazing cause, which National Center for Missing and Exploited Children is that amazing cause. They are just fantastic. Everything they do is so incredible and helpful. I talk about them all the time in you know cases over the years and their team has just been so grateful for all the support that our audience has given them. NECMIC fights against child sexual exploitation, child victimization, missing children, and more. They do tons to educate people all around the world. They're just awesome and such a deserving cause for you to give back to this season. First, obviously you can make a direct donation that I will be matching and you just have to do that through the link that will be in my description box, like our team page link. That's how we're tracking donations. Oh, That was a lot. Thank you guys for being patient. Now let's get into this case. So like I said, this case is developing things. Have come out and then they have ended up not being true or have been kind of misrepresented and confusing. So I really hope we can sort through a lot of that today. And again, I'm recording this December 11th, and that means it has, as of today, been 43 days since she died. And so obviously, there's still a lot of information that will be coming out, and the journey is kind of just getting started for this family. Also, there hasn't been a ton of information released from the FBI. So there's definitely been room like i said for people to speculate on what really went down in mexico also there's a lot of theories out there right now about what truly happened i don't want to get into speculation and theories too much here there is content available you know on youtube and podcasts that get more into the speculation of it all i like to stay kind of away from that and keep to the facts i find that is valuable Just like you, your hair is unique, so your hair care should be too. Function of Beauty makes products that are 100% customizable with ingredients designed and formulated to meet your specific goals. Function of Beauty is the world's first fully customizable hair care that creates individually filled shampoos, conditioners, styling, and treatment formulas based on your hair type. It was founded by a team of engineers and cosmetic scientists, and each Function of Beauty product is individually designed to be as unique as you are. And get this Function of Beauty offers over 54 trillion possible formulations, and each one of those is vegan and cruelty free and contains no sulfates or parabens. And you can also go completely silicone free. So here's how it works First, you take the hair care quiz designed to build your hair profile and select up to five hair goals. Does your hair get frizzy in the winter but oily in the summer? Function formulations can be updated as often as you need to keep your hair on track. Next, you can choose your color and fragrance, or go completely dye and fragrance free. Then you'll get your freshly filled formula delivered straight to your door, and you can prepare for good hair days ahead. And they even offer discounts and benefits when you subscribe. So start giving your hair the personalized care that it needs. Go to slash Kendall Ray to take your hair goals quiz, and you'll save 20% on your first order when you subscribe. There are no commitments, and you can cancel at any time. Go to functionabeauty.comslash dot com slash Kendall Ray to let them know you heard about it from my show and you get twenty percent off your first order. Again, that's beauty dot com slash Kendall Ray to take your hair quiz and save twenty percent on your first order like anything if you decide to go ahead and research this case and follow it for yourself make sure that you use reliable sources that's very important and again there might be something that you have heard about this case or know about this case that I don't mention today and that's because I wasn't able to confirm it with a reliable source especially in the early days of cases like this it's really important like I said to stick to the facts and what we know to be true.
1: Chanquilla Robinson. Chanquilla Robinson.
0: Chanquilla Robinson. Chanquilla Robinson.
1: This after she was found dead during a trip in Cabo with people believed to
2: be her friends.
0: So, Shanquilla Brenda Robinson. She was born and raised in Charlotte, North Carolina, and only 25 years old when she was killed while on vacation in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. She would be turning 26 this upcoming January 2023, January 9th, and I'm sure that birthday and the holidays is just going to be so hard for her family to not have her there. Her family said that her future was very bright and it's very obvious from what we know about her. She graduated from Winston-Salem State University and went on to become an entrepreneur. And by 2022, Shanquella was already running two successful businesses and had big plans for the future. One of her businesses is called Exquisite Babies where she ran a braiding service for children's hair and the other was Exquisite Boutique where she sold women's clothing. Shanquella was a motivated, hardworking, and extremely kind. Person, and I get the sense she was the type of person who was loyal to those she loved and would do anything for them. She
3: she was a good person. She had a good heart. She, you know, she loved everybody. She loved life, and she went to college for business. You know, she just had a heart of gold. And I know that there's nothing that she could have done to anyone to make him do her like that.
0: So like I mentioned, Shanquala was killed while on vacation in Mexico with six of her friends. Now, clearly these people were not actually her friends and we'll get into why, but I'm gonna be referring to them just as the others because I don't think they deserve the title of friends. So it was Shanquella and these six others who planned a trip to Cabo San Lucas to celebrate the birthdays of two of the people on the trip. Their names are Dejanae Jackson and Nazir Wiggins. Shanquala and the others met in college at Winston-Salem, University, but from what I can tell, the other six were pretty good friends with one another before befriending Shankwella. It sounds like she was sort of the seventh person to join this group. However, the dynamic between this group of people is still kind of, you know, confusing at this point. Although one person in this group, Khalil Cook, was especially close to Shanquella. Some people say the two of them were best friends, but like I said, it really means nothing in the aftermath of her death. Shankwella's mother, Salamandra Robinson, has since made it clear that she was not super familiar with this group of people, with the exception of Khalil, who was frequently hanging out with Shanquilla and her family and even joined them on a handful of family trips. If any of these six people should have had the Robinsons back, it would have been him. But like the others... His silence speaks volumes. So the trip to Cabo began on October 28th, 2022, when six of the seven total guests flew into Mexico. And they were staying at a resort called the Cabo Villas, and they rented out the Villa Linda 32 property. The seventh person in the group, Nazir Wiggins, didn't arrive until the following day, October 29th, but I will get into that later because it's been a heavily debated piece of the puzzle. Now, the exact property that they stayed in has since been removed from the Cabo Villas website, but photos of it are still available on other property websites, and that will show you just how nice of a place this was. It's definitely what you might expect when you think of a villa in Cabo, wide open living space, private pool, hot tub, and they even scheduled their own private chef, so this was going to be a really, well, supposed to be a really fun vacation. It has five bedrooms, five and a half bathrooms, it sleeps up to 12 guests, so the seven staying there, the six others, plus Shanquella, had plenty of space for a comfortable weekend of partying. From my research, it looks like like the villa cost about $1,495 a night, which split between seven people isn't too expensive, but multiplied by several nights plus food and alcohol, you're looking at several hundred dollars per person per day. I say this because money is something that comes up later, and I want it to be known that the people staying there were not necessarily strapped for cash. Now, their first day on vacation seemed relatively drama free. I wasn't able to figure out what time they all landed or what time they actually got to the villa, but they got there at some point during that day and it looks like they spent the day hanging out, drinking, swimming, playing some drinking games. Luckily, a lot of what they did that night was documented by Sincrela on her Instagram story. So that gives us some sort of insight into what it was like. A lot of it appears like regular Instagram stories from a vacation, very lighthearted and fun. However, there is one story in particular that was posted on her Instagram story that is extremely disturbing. It was posted at 8.45 p.m. and shows Shanquilla completely passed out on a hammock and this was taken on her phone but was recorded and uploaded by khalil and what makes this so disturbing is the commentary that he makes in it get out first
3: day buddy.
0: And even though he seems to be joking by his tone of voice, it just really rubs me the wrong way considering what ends up happening to her. And I'm not the only one. Many people have a hard time seeing this as a coincidence, and I understand why. I also want to give a quick shout out to Gerald Jackson from the North Carolina Beat for supplying almost all of the photo and video evidence that's available from this trip. There will be some things that I talk about today, some media... It can all be accessed on the North Carolina Beat website. So aside from the video of her lying in the hammock, there are also some posts made to her Instagram story later on after she wakes up. We also know that at some point during the night, she made a call to her mom, Salamandra, and she told her that they were all getting ready for dinner and that there was a private chef making them tacos. And Salamandra said that her daughter sounded happy and she told her that she would call her the next day.
3: She told me they had a chef. They was getting ready to eat. They was eating tacos, some salad or something. And, um, I said, well, okay, I love you, have a good night,
0: and I'll talk to you tomorrow. That night, Shanquilla also posted about how she and the others played a drinking game, but in less than 24 hours, everything changed. The following day, October 29th, was supposed to be another day of partying and enjoying the villa for Shanquilla. Whether or not you believe the others planned on having a normal, fun day is up to you at this point. Sometime that morning, a video that was recorded on Shanquilla's phone shows her walking around the villa looking for the the others. In the video, you can hear her asking where everyone's at and that it doesn't take that long to get naked, presumably because they were all going to go skinny dipping or something. I'm not sure. But when she does find them, they all appear to be in the same room without her.
2: Uh, It don't
3: take that long to get naked. It don't take that long to get naked, hoes. Where y'all at?
2: He told me I'm gonna keep it hot. You're gonna keep it hot, what? I would keep
3: my hot venison that I don't want to wear because it's cute as fuck. They, what gold
2: said, they croup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, most, the, the one that's like mediocre is in
3: my checklist. Mm-hmm. I can't
0: This video is very eerie and weird in hindsight, and many people out there have speculated, of course, this is just speculation at this point, but that the group of people were making some sort of plan without her there. And if you look at this video, you really can't ignore the body language of the other women in the room and just how off their vibe is compared to Shinquala. Shinquala, on the other hand, seems to be in really good spirits, seems pumped about their day and excited to, you know, have another fun day in Cabo, but everyone else seems to be on a different page than her. Again, this doesn't prove anything, but it is certainly strange and it rubs me the wrong way. And I know many people agree. I mean, why would they all be in this room without her? If they were getting ready in there, why wouldn't they include her getting ready? It's just off, especially when you consider that not long after this, Shanquala would be suffering from alcohol poisoning, or at least That's what the others said. Shortly after 2 p.m. that day, Khalil makes a call to Shanquilla's mother and let her know that her daughter wasn't feeling well, specifically that she drank too much alcohol. He basically told her that they were going to take care of her and that a doctor was on their way to help her. And there really wasn't much she could do besides believe what Khalil said and hope that her daughter recovered quickly. Now, during the time that the doctor was trying to help Shanquilla, Khalil is keeping Salamandra up to date on what's going on. But essentially, he was just saying the same thing over and over. And then a few hours later, Salamandra receives one final phone call from Khalil, who broke the news that her daughter had passed away. And according to her, she felt that Khalil showed no emotion when saying this to her. And this was someone that was close to Shanquilla and their whole family. Robinson's mom, Salamandra, says within 24 hours of her daughter's arrival, she was dead. Figuring out how or why has only added to the family's nightmare. It started with a frantic call from Robinson's friends.
3: They said she wasn't feeling well. She had alcohol poisoning. They couldn't get a pus.
0: And then rather than stay in Mexico and try to help make arrangements for Shankwella's body to be brought back to the United States, the others pack up all of their shit and leave the country. All they brought back of Shanquella was her bags, which Khalil went and dropped off at her parents' house. And when he dropped it off, Khalil told Salamandra and Shanquilla's father Bernard the same thing that he had told Salamandra earlier, that Shanquela had died of alcohol poisoning. But from the beginning, Salamandra wasn't convinced anyone was telling her the truth because in the first few days following her daughter's death, several people from that group came to visit her and each one had a slightly different story story of what happened each one
3: of the the people that was there with her was telling different stories
0: some of them said that she had first been found unconscious in the bathroom by a maid and that's when they found out that she had alcohol poisoning but others in the group said that they found her in the bed unconscious and that's when they realized she had alcohol poisoning and obviously when you have a group of people with conflicting stories you got to know something is up and salamandra definitely did Listen, people, the holiday season is officially here. And with it comes lots of gift giving, lots of great food, and of course, dreaded holiday portraits. Last year, I thought I was looking pretty good for the holidays, and when I saw all the photos from our family celebration, I was quite surprised because my hair was completely out of place and looked insane, which sucks because obviously you look at your family photos for years to come, and it is the worst when you don't like the way that you look in them. And while we can't control everything when it comes to how we look in photos, we can make sure that our skin looks great and camera ready. And that's why I'm excited to be partnered with With Apostrophe. Apostrophe's goal is to help you feel confident in your own skin. Whether you're dealing with breakouts, signs of aging, acne scarring, Apostrophe will help you love the skin that you're in. Apostrophe is an online platform that connects you with an expert dermatology team to get customized acne treatment for your unique skin. Because as we all know, everyone's different and needs something slightly different when it comes to their skincare routine. Through Apostrophe, you can get access to oral and topical medications that use clinically proven ingredients to help clear acne. and it's so easy to use, you guys. I've had such great experience with Apostrophe so far. I've done several of their online consultations, and every time, my skincare routine is adjusted a little bit based on how it's currently doing. To get started, you just simply fill out an online consultation about your skin goals and medical history. Then you snap a few selfies, and a board-certified dermatologist will create your initial customized treatment plan. Apostrophe offers access to prescription treatments for all types of acne, from hormonal acne to facial acne, even back knee, chest and butt acne. You can really treat your breakouts from head to toe. And I can 100% genuinely say that using apostrophe has drastically improved my skin. Before I really started getting serious about my skincare with apostrophe, I was constantly dealing with breakouts, mostly hormonal breakouts, which are no fun, kind of around the cheek and chin area. And now I rarely will get a pimple and my skin just continues to improve. I actually just did another consultation and got my regimen slightly adjusted and I'm really looking forward to my results in the new year to make my skin even better than it already is. And my favorite part about apostrophe is how easy it is. I don't have to go to the dermatologist. I don't have to go to the pharmacy to get my prescription. I do everything online, and it just takes me like 10 minutes or less to do my consultations. And it's so nice to know that you have access to an expert dermatology team and that your plan is tailored just for you. I'm currently on a topical and oral prescription, and I'm also using the apostrophe sunscreen which I love. It's called Screen. And wearing sunscreen every day is much more important than you think. And so Apostrophe has a special deal for my audience. You can get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash when you use my code Kendall Ray. That's a savings of $15. And that code is only available to my listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash Kendall Ray, click get started and use my code Kendall Ray at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you so much to Apostrophe for sponsoring this episode and for helping me clear my skin nobody had a consistent story and that was a huge red flag right away. And then both Salamandra and Bernard received additional information that helped them confirm their suspicions. The Washington Post reports that while Bernard was trying to reach the resort to coordinate the return of his daughter's body, he was placed on the phone with a woman who worked in management and he said that he spent days trying to reach someone who could speak English. Now this is a bit of a confusing bit because it seems like it should have been easier for Bernard to be able to reach someone and speak to them at the resort. They have a lot of tourists. It seems like someone on the team for this resort would speak English and be able to speak to him in this circumstance. Obviously, it is possible that no one spoke English, and so that's why they had a hard time communicating with him. However, it does make you think maybe no one wanted to talk to the father of the girl who had just died on their property. Is it possible that they knew something that he didn't? I mean, I genuinely don't know. No one does, but I thought I'd mention and I'm curious if you guys also thought it was weird that it took him days to find someone willing to talk to him about getting his daughter's body back. But finally, Bernard was able to talk to a woman and she told him that Shanquella did not, in fact, die of alcohol poisoning, that she died due to breaking her neck. And Bernard said this was the first person to be honest with them about what happened to their daughter. Then in an interview with ABC, Salamandra said that she received an anonymous call stating that there had been a fight between Shanquella. and and the others. This call was pretty cryptic, but Salamandra at that point knew that there was more to the story that they were not being told. She even tried confronting the others about this anonymous call she got that talked about the fight and they still denied it at that point. But by November 5th, the death certificate comes out and the lies are at that point starting to be exposed. The Mexican Secretariat of Health performed Shanquela's autopsy on November 4th, and the following day, they revealed the death certificate, which stated the real cause of death was severe spinal cord injury. An atlas luxation. Atlas luxation is the dislocation of the first two vertebrae in the neck. The atlas meaning the first vertebrae and luxation meaning to dislocate. In simpler terms, she suffered from a broken neck or a dislocated neck. Now, this injury isn't always fatal, but when combined with further injury to the spinal cord, it can cause death. This death certificate exposes many things, but most importantly, that this was not Alcohol poisoning. In fact, it doesn't even mention alcohol poisoning at all. I will say no toxicology report has been released yet, so we might learn more later. It also says that the time between injury and death was only 15 minutes and that her approximate time of death was 3 p.m. And remember this because it becomes very important. This completely goes against the other story that she was being treated by a doctor for hours before her death. It's all bullshit. It's very clear. Also on the death certificate at sex. Section 24, which asks, was it an accidental or violent death? The report just states, yes. And that doesn't really give us an answer. Was it accidental? Was it violent? We're not sure. Also, remember how I said the others came and visited and kept in contact with the Robinson family after Chanquale's death? Well, that all just suddenly stopped after the death certificate came out. They all went silent. I mean, this is incredibly suspicious. Why would you stop talking to the family once the death certificate came out unless you have something to hide? So then on November 11th, her parents made their first public statement. And it's clear that they do not believe the story that was being told about her death.
1: Sincrela Robinson's parents say she took a trip to Mexico last month with a group of friends. Her friends made it back, but she didn't. They say she was found dead. They were told what happened, but they tell me tonight they're not buying it. i just sit back and wait on God, because like I say, she's going to get justice. A mystery in Mexico. How did a weekend with friends turn into a nightmare? Something is not adding up right here. Bernard and Salamandra Robinson say their daughter, 25-year-old Shanquilla Robinson, traveled with friends from Charlotte to Cabo, Mexico on October the 28th.
3: I spoke with her Friday evening. She was having dinner. And um, I never spoke with her again. The next day, their world changed. On Saturday evening, they called and said she wasn't feeling well. And they was going to call a doctor. But when they called, the doctor hadn't arrived yet, but they said she had alcohol poisoning.
1: They say they were told their daughter died from alcohol poisoning, but they don't believe that. They say they've heard different stories and none of them add up.
0: And around this time, the story did start to get picked up by a few more news outlets, but it was mostly local outlets and smaller stations, and her family would really have to plead for the coverage that this case deserved.
2: The Charlotte NAACP chapter tells me they are adamant that a full investigation needs to be done here, and like many touched by this story, want justice for Robin.
1: And this is a citizen of this country. We so often fight for those who are all over the world, fight for our system, fight for the Robinson family. Can you imagine the harm that they're going through, the trauma that they're going through, the loss that they will endure for the rest of their lives? I imagine it, and I don't think anyone could endure that kind of pain
0: without. Gaining justice. Also, around this time, her family had to start making arrangements for her funeral, which was held on November 19th. And before they could even lay their daughter to rest, a video surfaced on November 16th that shook up everything we knew about Shankwella's death and confirmed what the death certificate was saying. Of course I will not be playing this video due to the graphic nature but you can see a fight happening between Dejeuner and Shankwella, and it is brutal and it's easy to find it online. I might even link it below but I do advise watching it with caution. You can see Shanquilla is being viciously attacked while she is naked in the master bedroom of the villa and she is clearly not fighting back. The attack is being filmed by at least two people and Khalil's voice can be heard while he RECORDS SAYING, QUELLA, CAN YOU EVEN FIGHT BACK? TO WHICH SHE RESPONDS, NO. A VIDEO EMERGES, SHOWING A WOMAN PUNCHING AND KICKING ROBINSON WHILE SHE'S NAKED INSIDE OF A
3: VACATION VILLA. IN THE VIDEO, SOMEONE URGES Quela to defend herself
0: Quilla, can you at least fight back? No. and that's the thing Shanquella was not a fighter she was not an angry person she had no violent tendencies and even when being violently attacked she made no effort to harm her attacker this video is incredibly hard to watch i can't even imagine how her parents felt watching this video for the first time they had to beg police to finally take her death more seriously and as this video began receiving millions of views and the attention that it deserved from the beginning. A true investigation of her death really started to kick off at this point. Mexican authorities first announced their investigation into her case on November 17th. Shortly after, ABC finally got involved and reported that the state attorney general's office of Baja California, SIR, was looking into Shanquilla's death as femicide, which is the intentional and violent death of a woman based on her gender.
2: The charge is for a femicide, which is the killing of a woman. Now in the US that would be equivalent to a homicide and it could mean anywhere from 40 to 60 years behind bars. The attorney I spoke to says more charges could be filed in Mexico, but also here in the US.
0: And really quickly, I'm sure most of you know this, but Baja California Sur is not in the United States. I know that could possibly be confusing for some. Baja California Sur is a state in the Baja California Peninsula in northwest Mexico, where Cabo is located. So as of the 17th, they were looking into Shankwala's death. And the following day, the FBI Charlotte field office also announced the launch of their investigation. The
2: FBI Charlotte field office announced Friday it opened an investigation into Robinson's death. And the attorney general of the state of Baja, California, Sir, where Cabo is, is also investigating the case. North Carolina Congresswoman Alma Adams released a statement saying, quote, I was saddened to hear of the passing of Shanquila Robinson, and my heart goes out to her family and those who loved her. No parent deserves to suffer this
0: tragedy. Obviously, this video has become a major piece of evidence, because realistically, how else would Shanquilla have broken her neck? And her name wasn't released at first, but we now know that the person in the video attacking Shanquilla is Dejanay Jackson, and she has now become a major focus in the investigation. So I want to talk about the issue of this crime being committed across national borders. I am, of course, by no means an expert on international law. However, I did learn a couple of things that could make this make a little more sense. From what I understand, because the six individuals who are allegedly involved with her death are U.S. citizens, the United States does have the authority to prosecute them. The U.S. is not obligated to turn the case over to Mexican officials. However, Mexican authorities also have the right to take the case on.
2: On the one hand, the U.S. government is going to take this seriously. And on the other hand, it's not obligated. Uh, To turn her over.
0: In order for the U.S. to prosecute this case, Mexican authorities would have to turn over everything that they have on the case so far and cooperate with the United States. We now know that Mexican authorities are taking this case on. However, the FBI is also running their own investigation. ABC7 has reported that it would be pretty uncommon for the Mexican government to ask for the extradition of a U.S. citizen, but this ended up being what happened. And this is also where a lot of false reporting comes into play. Okay. In order to extradite a U.S. citizen, Mexican authorities would have to submit a request for the person responsible for Shanquilla's death to be arrested in the United States. That would be step number one. And we do know that they have submitted an arrest warrant for an unnamed female, but it's pretty much known that this person is Dejanate Jackson because clearly she is the one seen brutally attacking Shanquilla in the video. This request would then be evaluated by two major U.S. departments, including the State Department and the Office of Internal Affairs. And once these departments can that the findings are sufficient in the arrest warrant request. The information is then forwarded to a district judge who would then issue the warrant. Now this person or persons would be arrested and a hearing would take place where all evidence would be presented. Then if a judge deems that the information is legally sufficient, the person or persons would be extradited to face prosecution in Mexico. I know it's a little confusing. It was very confusing to me as well. However, it's important to understand because it's not a quick process. And in the last few weeks, there has been a lot of misinformation spreading that Dejeuner was already arrested and extradited to Mexico. And that would be great. But unfortunately, that is not true. But it is true that an arrest warrant has been filed by Mexican authorities at this point. And we're skipping forward a little bit in the timeline here. But the warrant was actually granted, although the arrest itself has not been made, at least not that we can confirm at this point.
1: Police in Mexico have issued an arrest warrant in connection with the death of a 25-year-old woman found dead in Cabo San Lucas. The person is someone close to her. Kelsey Kernstein is here with more on who investigators want back in Mexico.
0: Kelsey?
3: Yeah, Mitch, Mexican Mexican prosecutors now say Shanquela Robinson's death was not an accident. Instead, they're calling it a direct attack. Now authorities have not released the name on the warrant, but they say the suspect is one of the seven friends who was vacationing with Robinson in Cabo.
0: And I think I can speak for the majority of people here that even though there was only one person seen actually attacking Shanquilla, that the others who were standing around watching and filming are also responsible for her death.
1: Any role that anybody played, they are likely to have to deal with some level of prosecution in Mexico as it relates to this, or potentially in the States, again, if any of those crimes happen on American school.
0: I mean, to stand there while your so-called friend is being brutally beaten and filming it is absolutely absurd. This whole case is just outrageous, and I know that the Robinson family is hoping that all of them end up behind bars.
3: Just waiting on that day when someone can be arrested. That's all I'm waiting on. I want everything to come out because I want the truth. What happened to my child? Mexican authorities now focusing in on one of the friends Shanquella Robinson had ventured to Cabo with, stating this person was directly involved in her death. Still, So much of the incident remains a
0: mystery. But going back a little bit, remember how I said way earlier, one of the people, Nazir Wiggins, showed up a day late? Well, this is another important piece of the story. I will say there are several other YouTubers who do a very, very deep dive on Nazir and his possible involvement. So I'm just going to talk about the main points because I do think that it matters when telling Shanquilla's story. He has publicly stated that when he arrived to the villa at 3.30, Shanquilla was still alive. Now, that contradicts the death certificate saying that she died at 3 p.m. As far as I understand it, just prior to his arrival, like as he was pulling up to the villa, one of the others called him and told him about Shankwella's condition. However, he still is adamant that when he arrived, she was still alive. He said that it was clear that she drank way too much alcohol, and from the moment he got there, he was by her side. Specifically, he says he moved her into a quieter area where he rubbed her head, played music for her, her and gave her some words of encouragement. And his comment about rubbing her head is really important. It has been revealed that there were visible signs on Shanquilla's body that she had been attacked, including large knots on her head, a busted lip, and bruised Bloodshot eyes. So, if she had been this visibly beaten, wouldn't he have seen that she had clearly been beaten and that her condition was clearly not due to alcohol poisoning? So, clearly, his character is very questionable at this point. And many people believe that he is lying about what time he actually arrived. At the villa. Now, he did post a picture of his flight information, but his name was not seen on that document. So it's also sort of tough to know what the truth is here. And regardless of when he arrived, there's no doubt that he learned what happened to Shanquilla once he got there, which is why many people believe that he should also be held accountable here. Now, if you do want to hear his version of events in his own words, he did do a Facebook Live at some point, and that is available online. So finally, on November 19th, Chinqua's funeral was held and she was laid to rest. They had this beautiful pink and yellow casket which were her two favorite colors and she was carried in on horse drawn carriage. And as beautiful as the service was, it never should have happened. She should have come back from this trip alive and healthy and continued on with the rest of her life.
3: We came to ensure that there is enough people putting pressure on the entire system to do what is necessary to get justice for this young woman. Losing a loved one in the heinous way and which has happened to Shanquela, there probably will never be peace for them. But there cannot just be an unopened situation. It has to be closed with truth. Um, and it has to be that there is accountability for those who are responsible
0: for her death. In the days that fall, the funeral, Salamandra and Bernard were very vocal about their frustrations regarding how little information is being released about their daughter. And unfortunately, the FBI and other agencies have kept whatever information they do have pretty close to the vest. And while that can be Very frustrating. We can only hope that it's for good reason and that they're going to solve this. So then there was another huge twist on November 21st when the police report on Chanquilla's death came out and it completely conflicts with the death certificate. Now, listen carefully when I say that this information is being highly regarded as false, but I'm going to share the details of the report with you. As a reminder, police reports are based off of witness testimony, while the death certificate is based on scientific findings. The report states at 2:13 p.m., Winter Donovan, a female in this group, called the resort asking for a doctor to be sent to their villa to treat shanquella for alcohol poisoning. And by 3:15, Dr. Carolina Gutierrez from the American Medical Center arrived at the villa, and she reported that upon her arrival, shanquella was alive but severely dehydrated and was unable to communicate. And after several failed attempts to give her an IV, the doctor informed the others that Shanquela needed further medical attention and should be transported to a nearby hospital. But the others refused to follow what the doctor was saying and insisted that Shanquilla stay at the villa and continued to be treated there. Now, I just want to quickly put in my two cents here that this makes no fucking sense. Why on earth, if a doctor is telling you that your friend needs medical attention in a hospital setting, why would you insist that they stay where they're at? These people were supposed to be her friends. If they're being told that she needs to go to the hospital, why? Why would you not listen? This makes no sense at all. But they actually have an answer to this. They came out and said that it would cost. $5,000 $5,000 to take Shanquella to the hospital and they didn't have that type of money. First of all, if you can afford this luxury vacation, I'm sure it wouldn't be that hard for that group of people to scrape together $5,000, especially in this situation. But none of that even matters because it takes a 10 second Google search to figure out that they are lying. It would not have cost $5,000. That is completely debunked. The cost of healthcare in Mexico is typically less than half of what you would pay in the United States, even without insurance, which Shane did have. And let's just say for the benefit of the doubt that this story was true and that maybe they were misquoted or even tricked by the doctor that it would cost $5,000. You can literally Google it and see that it isn't true. I don't know. Maybe your friend and their life is worth $5,000. Anyway, back to the police report. It goes on to say that Dr. Gutierrez was at the villa for over an hour, but eventually, Shanquilla began having seizures. Emergency services were supposedly called around 4.20 p.m., and while they waited for an ambulance to arrive, Winter and Dr. Gutierrez began performing CPR. Mexican authorities were reported to have arrived at the villa around 5.25 p.m., more than an hour after emergency services were called. And in total, the report states that she was administered 14 rounds of CPR, 5 doses of adrenaline, and 6 discharges from a defibrillator. All with no luck. And Shanquilla Quilla was officially declared dead at 5.57pm and cardiac arrest was noted as her cause of death. So... Literally, this entire report conflicts with what the death certificate says, including the cause of death and time of death. Just a reminder, the death certificate says that Shanquilla would have died within 15 minutes of receiving that neck injury. And it says that her estimated time of death was 3 p.m. But the police report is saying that she was alive for hours and died closer to 6 p.m.
2: On October 29th, local police reports state that a Baja Resort town guest told medical staff around 2 in the afternoon that Robinson had drunk a lot of alcohol, a doctor determining she was stable but dehydrated, adding Robinson's acquaintances refused to send her to the hospital. The police report stating the Charlotte native went into cardiac arrest, declared dead by 6 p.m., but an autopsy differing from that report stating medical officials arrived before 3 p.m., quickly declaring Robinson dead from severe spinal cord injury and a dislocated neck.
0: So in the last couple of weeks, it has been made very clear by public officials that regardless of what was said in the police report, Shanquilla's death was the result of a direct attack. Since day one, Shanquilla's parents have been adamant that there was more to this story, and they have worked tirelessly to get this story out. They have done tons of interviews and clearly will not rest until everyone involved is held accountable for the murder of their daughter salamandra specifically said that she thinks authorities wrote down the story that they were being told and didn't take a second to look into the truth
3: i just think they didn't care you know they just didn't care and they just wrote down what they told them you know all of them had plotted this and my beliefs and um they just said that it was alcohol poison and when the police came in to investigate you know, they could have looked at her and said it seemed that she had been jumped on.
0: I really wish that there was more to report on at this point, more that could be confirmed and obviously it's very difficult to cover an investigation like this that, you know, seems to be changing by the day, but I do hope that today I was able to give you guys kind of a better idea of what's going on in the case of Shanquilla Robinson and I really hope that one day I'll be able to update you that she and her family finally have justice. This case is just so, so upsetting. And I can't imagine how her parents feel seeing how this is all played out. And to think that their baby girl was with a bunch of people who she thought she could trust. Maybe she thought were friends somewhat and was in this beautiful place where she was supposed to be celebrating and having a good time, and her life was taken in such a brutal way. I feel pretty confident that justice is going to be served here, and I hope we see that sooner than later. But for now, I would love to hear your thoughts. And again, I do hope that I will be recording another video in the future reporting on justice being served.